Welcome to the Defiant Spirit, a podcast about discovering meaning, purpose, and resilience in the most challenging, difficult, and darkest moments of our lives through what my teacher and mentor, Dr. Viktor Frankl, called the defiant power of the human spirit, that spirit that is within you, that spirit that is calling to you, that spirit that is you. I'm Dr. Baruch Halevi, and this is the Defiant Spirit, and now, on to our podcast. Welcome to the Defiant Spirit. I am Baruch Halevi, also known as B. I am the creator of the Defy Your Number Enneagram system. So if you're a first-time listener or viewer, welcome. If you're interested in all things Enneagram, the ancient energy personality roadmap for us to navigate life, along with my primary passion, the work of Dr. Viktor Frankl, author of Man's Search for Meaning, 40 other books, father of logotherapy. I'm a logotherapist. I help people find meaning in their lives, discover greater purpose for their life. And sometimes we go deep and serious. Sometimes we just kind of stay at the surface and explore at least at the beginning of it, what looks like sort of pop culture or, you know, maybe some of the lighter and fluffier stuff in life. But as you'll see pretty quickly, we can go down the rabbit hole, taking any seemingly trivial topic like New Year's resolutions and um, really, I don't know, taking it into the the depths of meaning and purpose in your life. So we're going to explore today the New Year's resolutions through through the lens of the Enneagram. All right. So what the heck does that mean? If you want, you know, a deeper dive into each type, by the time you're watching this, I have almost all of them done. Um, but you can listen to past episodes on each of the types. You can um, explore as much or as little as you want. I'm going to go around the Enneagram, all nine types, and share with you sort of the New Year's resolutions that I think you could potentially should make if you want to defy your number this year and live your spirit. So one of the things I love about the Enneagram Um, unlike a lot of other personality assessments out there, is it does describe what we do. It lays out patterns of how we do it. But the real work of the Enneagram, and I think the real insight that it provides, is why we do what we do. It is so deeply important to know why we do what we do, because otherwise we go through life on autopilot, unconscious, thinking we're choosing, when in fact we're just reacting. We're not responding. And that's the work for me of the defy your number concept, to defy your Enneagram number, not to be imprisoned by it, not to end up stuck in it, not to have another year of making the same resolutions because your Enneagram number dictates the direction you tend to go. So most of us don't even realize we're just reacting. Well, I think we can respond this year if we make some new resolutions. All right, let's start with Enneagram 1. Enneagram 1, the reformer, the perfectionist. Enneagram 1, I work with many ones. I have uh, a couple ones in my family. I I know ones. I, I don't fully get ones without the Enneagram, but with the Enneagram, my life has been made so much better because I can communicate more effectively and I can help my beloved ones stop reacting and start responding. So ones tend to be the harshest critics of themselves, maybe others, but definitely themselves. 
And what I see with ones over and over is they are trying to perfect the imperfectable. Is that a word? Um, it is not possible to perfect yourself if you are a human being because we are fatally flawed. None of us, not a single one of us, is without blemishes, without imperfections. So ones will spend their lives, if they're not conscious, holding themselves up against an impossible measuring stick called perfection. I see ones grow tremendously when they embrace the suck of life, the mess of life. I call it the holy chaos of living. Ain't no way around it. Your life is going to be a mess. So the moment you finish cleaning, right, all of the dust starts settling and the mess starts returning. The moment you get to that place where every I is dotted and T is crossed, there's more to cross, there's more to dot, there's more to do. It never ends. So flip the script, my fellow ones, right? Stop striving towards perfection and understand that um, if something is truly perfect, it must contain imperfection. Think about that for a moment. If something is truly perfect, it must contain imperfection. So guess what? That imperfection that you're trying to fix in everyone and everything, especially yourselves, is actually undoing your ultimate goal, which is to live a life of being, I would say, perfectly imperfect, doing the best you can with what you have, where you are, and then letting go, sitting in the mess, and enjoying right the holy chaos. That's my, um, that's my advice to you, my beloved ones. This year, set your New Year's resolutions around around being in the holy chaos, embracing the mess, and saying, living, and doing whatever you set as goals that you are perfectly imperfect. Set yourself up for that kind of success. Okay, twos. Now, twos, brace yourself. Twos are the helpers. Twos are the the lovers. Two are the nurturers. Two are also some of the most sensitive. Um, Enneagram types. So don't hear this as a critique. Hear it as a big warm hug from me to you this New Year's. Twos, you all know what you grapple with. I'm going to share with our listeners what is going on inside of you. And that is the need to be in relationship, the deep profound desire, the ache at a soul level to be connected to other human beings, to to see, to truly see and to be seen. My teacher, Wayne Dyer, calls that intimacy into me, see, to see me. Well, if you have a two in your life, then you know what that's like, right? Twos know how to see you. They know how to take care of you. They know how to tend to you. They know how to respond to you. They just don't always know how to respond to themselves, to take care of themselves, to get their own needs met. I work with so many twos and our work revolves around know your needs. N-O, K-N-O, yes, and N-O, meaning say no to others so that you can get your needs met. No is the most powerful word it's a sentence, by the way, just no, right, period, is the most powerful sentence for an Enneagram 2. And listen up, Enneagram 9s, the peacemakers, you guys can benefit from this too, to just simply say no, to say it lovingly, to say it 
from a place of, of liberation, right? To say it from a place not of apologetics, not no, I'm sorry, or I'm sorry, no, or no, comma, but da, 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 da. just learn how to say to all those requests, to all of those invitations that aren't yours to accept, just lovingly say no. Now let's flip your script this New Year's. Let's get back to you. Let's get back to K-N-O, knowing your needs, to tending to your needs, to asking others to fulfill your needs, to be transparent this year, this new year, and transparent with your intentions, with your desires, with what you need. So instead of giving to get, which is not always conscious, just um, request what you need. You know, so-and-so, I, I would really love X, Y, Z. And that can be a pathway to liberation. You are lovable. You are so lovable. Everybody around you knows that, but sometimes you don't know it. You don't need to give anybody anything to be loved. You don't need to do anything for anybody to be loved. You don't need to um, do anything other than to know and to know your needs. Okay, Enneagram 3s, the achievers. So this year, this is going to be very hard, my beloved threes. This year, you are going to plan to fail. You're going to underachieve. I want you to be underachievers, to overpromise and underdeliver. I could feel threes right now going, <sighs> okay, don't even overpromise. Just don't promise, but just underdeliver. Probably, you know this is true that you, your under-delivery is most people's over-delivery. We're not worried about you running the rat race. You're going to run it. The problem is, as Lily Tomlin said, even if you win the rat race, you're still a rat. So this year, we're going to stop being a rat. We're going to be that uh, tortoise in the picture, the tortoise in the hair. Going to slowly cross the finish line. A lot less finish lines this year, a lot less goals, a lot less achieving. Because underneath it, you know where that's coming from. We all know where it's coming from. We all have that sort of uh, motivation to be appreciated for what we do. The challenge is, is that threes, this escalates to the top of your to-do list and your New Year's resolutions to achieve more, to do more, because underneath it, you know that it's coming from a place of, if I'm a, I achieve more, then I'll be successful. If I do more, then I'll be appreciated. And the only way you're going to find it this year or any year is to find it from within, to know where it's coming from, and to know that the only way for you to feel like a success, to feel like you've achieved, is to say, I am enough. Don't have to do anything more. No more trophies. No more accolades. You just have to accept it finally and fully. And we give you permission to underachieve and don't set any New Year's goals this year. All right. Enneagram fours, my beloved fours, my wife, the four, my friends, my son, the four. I have lots of fours. Uh, I won't pretend to understand you. Nobody can understand you. You are unique. You are original. You are special. We all know that. The challenge is, is you don't always know that. Fours live their lives perennially thinking they're missing something. Ones will think that, you know, they walk into a, a room and they'll think that something's um, incomplete. So they're looking for perfection. Fours will walk into that room and thinking, think to themselves, or more importantly, feel to themselves, I'm missing something. Something's got to be here to satiate my void at the center, the pit of my being. So this year you have an opportunity to 
like your neighbor, the three, they need to say, I am enough. You need to say, I have enough. There's nothing you're going to find out there that's going to bring you what you're looking for on the inside. You have the deepest depths of all the Enneagram types probably combined. You know how to go into the depths. You know how to explore them. And and like no other type, you are the psychotherapists. You are the healers. You are the deep feelers of the Enneagram. So ain't nothing out in the world that you're going to find that's going to come close to that beautiful depth of spirit, soul, emotion, all of that that you have. You just have to go into it. And your other piece is to find the light, to find the bright, not just the darker stuff, the darker emotions, the the pain, the suffering, which you all are very good at um, finding. But your one of your true superpowers is to be able to then illuminate that darkness, to shine light into it, and then to share it with us non-fours as a source of creativity, as a source of art, as a source of inspiration. You are the true spark seekers of the Enneagram, transforming darkness into light. Light and love is your mantra this year, and I have enough. Enneagram fives, the investigators, the thinkers, the deep thinking head type. Your work this year is got to be revolving around not your brain. You have the biggest brains of the Enneagram. You have no shortage of knowledge. You understand things that we can't even begin to even conceive of, let alone understand. So your work this year is to shift away from New Year's goals, like reading more books. I want to read, you know, my 30 most you know, whatever favorite academic books this year, your work is to just make the journey. If you're looking at the video, I'm pointing to my head to make the journey from head to heart. The biggest gap in the Enneagram, if you can see it, is between the four and the five, almost an impossible divide. So fours need to look more five-ish, going from emotion to head thinking. And fives, you need to look at your neighbors, the four, and go into that emotional depth that I just talked about with them. So whereas they need to, fours need to in some ways set resolutions this year a little more on the surface, you all need to set um, deep emotional, or I should say deeper emotional goals. So moving from the head to the heart, moving from things of your brain to things of your feelings. Life is to be felt. Maybe it revolves around a relationship. Maybe it revolves around just doing some inner work, whatever it might be. This needs to be the year, if you want to defy your number, to find ways to feel it, to heal it, as they say, to know that I am wise. Wisdom isn't thinking. That's I am intelligent. Wisdom is living. So it's applying your knowledge out into the real world. And primarily, that always comes down to relationships. Enneagram 6, our beloved 6, as we love you, you are the loyal skeptic. You are the type that I, I think you're probably the majority of the people listening. Um, you live with so much devotion and dedication to the people around you. As you know, that oftentimes comes from an underlying current of anxiety, of fear. Sixes grapple with a couple kinds of fear. One is just physical well-being, security. Um, another type of fear is belonging, feeling like I need to be a part of a community to survive. I need to um, 
find that security in a community. Community can be another person. Community can be your church, your synagogue, your organization, your company. There's no shortage of ways to belong. The challenge becomes for you is that like sort of like that four, you, you look for it on the outside and it never does come. It never is enough. You're never enough if you're looking for that security in the world this year all i can promise you in 2023 my beloved six friends ain't gonna be a secure year if what you mean by security is uh you open up the newspaper and there's no more starvation and there's no more um accidents and there's no more war i wish it would be this year it's not going to be this year and if we're waiting for that to be the green light for us to feel secure we're going to be waiting forever here's the truth to everybody listening, you have never lived in a safer, more secure time in human history. Don't believe the hype. Maybe there's war. Maybe there's murder. No, there's definitely war. There's definitely murder. There are definitely bad things happening to good people. But we have to get perspective. We have never lived in a time in human history safer than right here, right now, with longevity, with access to all kinds of resources and medical care and health care. At least those listening in earshot, you can't tell me that you don't have it better than even the wealthiest of kings in the time of the Game of the Thrones, right? You do. So we have to, as sixes, we all have that six piece in us, shift our gaze this year, not to what is missing, but to what is, not to what is scary, but to what is affirming, that gives us strength and courage and faith. Sixes, you all have the most fear, but you also have the most courage when you choose to access that courage to live from a place of not getting rid of the fears. You ain't going to get rid of them this year. To feel the fear and do it anyways, then you inspire us to leap like this kid in the picture that you can see in front of you across the great divide. So into the unknown this year for you sixes, make up your mind to set goals around conquering your fears, if not getting rid of, rid of them, then harnessing them to use them and not be used by them. So whatever goals you set should be around defying your fears and living your courage. I am courageous as a six. Okay, Enneagram seven, you're my favorite to pick on because you can take it. We all know it about you. You know it probably less about yourself, but here's the deal. You can run fast. You can think faster than anybody. You can move. You can jump from branch to branch, tree to tree. That's why the Buddhists call you the monkey mind, because you're jumping so much. The challenge becomes you're jumping so much. You're doing so many things. You you want to experience it all. You want to you know, know it all to... Um, to to experience it all, to to have fun, to uh, motivate others, to live a life of joy and enthusiasm, and that is all good. The problem is just sometimes, if not most of the time, you move so fast that you haven't even digested your meal before you're off to the next one, or you haven't finished your vacation before you're planning another, or you're trying to change your partner <laughs> For some of you listening, as opposed to going deeper, you try to go wider. Stop where you stand, my fellow sevens. Stop where you stand and look at the ground beneath your feet. Probably you're standing, as my um, teacher Earl Nightingale used to tell the tale, quoting um, 
I forgot the guy who originally taught it, but Acres of Diamonds, um, Conwell, Gordon Conwell. And so um, you're probably standing on Acres of Diamonds. So before you go looking for Acres of Diamonds in somebody else's you know, backyard, dig where you are, find them beneath your feet. Take responsibility for your life. Those details, those obligations, those responsibilities are your pathway to true freedom. You will never find it out in the world. You'll never find it in the future. You ain't going to find the future. None of us are. All you're going to do is just keep moving forward now, 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 now. And that will take you whatever that future thing is, but you're only going to get there by being here now. So this year, your New Year's resolutions have to be uh, mundane, boring, adult-like um, responsibilities and obligations and duties. And, and then the other piece of it is the being present, being present to what is, paying attention to what you have, enjoying right your life as it is. And that's your superpower. You have the deepest access to joy and the greatest ability to share it. So share us joy from a place of depth, responsibility, and being real. You Enneagram 8s, this is my type that I react as and respond as. I'm just speaking probably from a place of hypocrisy because I'm probably not going to do it. I'm just being honest. I, I just need to aspire to do it. I need you all to hold me accountable. So if you're listening, check in on me. I'll check in on you. Um, slow it down. Eight's drug of choice is intensity. It's called lust. I'd like to think I'm a little more sexually sophisticated than I was 30 years ago. And I can harness the lust, but I can't harness the intensity always. I have got to scale it back. I've got to bring it down. I've got to, you know, some, they say about eights that our half ass is most people's whole ass. I got to stop whole assing it. I got to start half assing it. And that comes from a place of insecurity. Like, let's just be clear. We, we like to look tough and be tough. We're not tough. We're scared. We're scared little boys and girls. So that's where we've learned to take life by the horns, not because we want to wrestle a bull, but because we, um, you know, strike first, strike hard. That's from the Karate Kid, from the uh, from the the bad team. I forgot what they were called, uh, Cobra Kai. And that was just coming from a place of fear, right? True courage, true strength is um, Brene Brown taught. Um, courage comes from the Latin word core, which means heart, which means to open our heart, to open our heart, to be vulnerable, to get back to our naivete, our childlike innocence, to slow it down, to not believe that I, you know, I'll, my, uh, my world will fall apart. I'll fall apart. I'll be vulnerable. I won't protect my loved ones if I don't push harder and work harder. Work smarter, not harder, eights. I keep trying to teach myself that lesson and I keep uh, stumbling, faltering, but I'll pick myself back up again. I will not fail and neither will you. So we're going to spend this year being kinder, being calmer, slowing it down, being a little more like that uh, three-toed sloth in the picture. And last but never least, although sometimes you're the least in your own minds, but not in ours, Enneagram 9, the peacemaker. Now to our beloved peacemakers, set New Year's goals this year that are audacious, right? I should have put up there not just own your power, which you need to do, but holy chutzpah, audacity, the audacity to think big, to dream big, to make your stand. Peacemakers, you bring so much peace and harmony to the world, but oftentimes at the expense 
of your own inner conflict. You know, you don't want to create conflict out in the world. So you'll say yes, like the twos. But in the process, you're saying no to yourself. You're causing inner turmoil. You're selling yourself out every time you choose somebody else um, and their needs or over your own. Or every time you um, avoid a difficult decision, difficult situation because you don't want to create conflict. Let's just be honest. That's not always as selfish as it appears. Oftentimes it comes from a place that you don't believe you got what it takes, like your neighbor's the eight, to make your stand, to be bold, to be strong. You do. It's in you. I have seen nines become, rise up and become the most formidable forces of the Enneagram. I am enamored with responsive nines when they stop reacting and start responding because they're powerful. It's never sort of bravado like um, like sixes can do or sort of this false front power like eights. It's genuine. It's sort of a gentle giant kind of a, um, of a, of a strength. So you nines, you have this great resolve. You're part of the the gut instinct triad, eight, nine, and one are, and yet you go away from it because you think you don't have it. You think you, you're not worthy. You think you're not strong. You are formidable. You are strong. You can even be scary, albeit in your gentle nine-ish way. So own your power this year. Make um, big, bold, audacious goals and set those resolutions to own your power to be big, bold, and strong. So do I believe in New Year's resolutions? Absolutely, I believe in them. I believe that every moment of every you know, time we open our eyes every morning is a new year. It's a new day. I don't know. You know, do I think it's all that meaningful that we've survived yet another trip around the sun and, you know, still breathing? I don't think that that's what a new year is. I think a new year um is well in Hebrew the new year is Rosh Hashanah. You've probably heard of Rosh Hashanah, but Rosh Hashanah doesn't mean New Year. It means the the mystics teach us it's Rosh Hashinui, the beginning of change. That's what Shana means. That's what year means. It's change. So it's the beginning of change. Well, the beginning of change doesn't happen on January first. It happens right here, right now. The beginning of change is setting an intention. It's knowing your why, as Frankel says, so you can endure your how. When you know your why, that is the beginning of transformation. Otherwise, it just happens willy-nilly. It just happens by circumstance. But the work that we're talking about with Defy Your Number is not living according to circumstance. You control nothing out in that world. You control nothing that happens this year, except, as Frankel says, your response to your circumstance. That is your power. That's your only power. So as we go into this year of change and transformation, think about what is yours and yours alone to own, and that is your ability to stop reacting and start responding, and that means you have to know who you are. You have to know why you do what you do. You have to take back your power. And that's why I talk about defying your Enneagram type. I thought for years and years and years, decades, I was driving the bus that, you know, I was intense and I was bold and I was brave. I wasn't. I was just an angry eight that was reacting, that was protecting myself. Now I can choose to be a peaceful sloth. Whoever thought that would be my goal. But if you're an eight out there, you know exactly how defiant of an act that is. It's as defiant for a nine to become big, bold, and brave. We can do this work, but we need a roadmap 
Here's your roadmap. This is a taste of it. I now have programs for you. I have videos that go with those programs. I have eBooks that go with those programs. I have workbooks that go with that program. And I'm here to go with you along the journey of your program this year and every year as you defy your number and you live your spirit. I hope you have a meaningful um, new year and every day feels like a new year, the beginning of change as you all, as we all defy our number and live our big, beautiful spirit. I'll see you in 2023. Thank you for listening to the Defiant Spirit podcast with me, your host, Dr. Baruch Halevi. The Defiant Spirit is an offering of Soul Center to Center for Spirituality, Meaning, and Healing. And if you'd like to learn more about the Defiant Spirit or Soul Center, get more inspirational content, access to a variety of online programs, or see how we might work together to discover deeper meaning in your life, greater purpose for your life live the defiant spirit power within your life visit defiantspirit.org until then keep living your defiant spirit